0: This is Nebraska FarmCast, a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Department of Agricultural Economics. I'm Ryan Evans. Today we have a special webinar recap from a session that was held as part of our weekly webinar series on farm and ranch management issues from April 29th, in which Nick Streff, director of USDA NASS Northern Plains Regional Field Office, presented on the cattle reports that USDA NAS produces, including cattle on feed reports and cattle inventory reports, and how producers can utilize those in their operations. The webinar was hosted by Dr. Elliot Dennis, Assistant Professor of Livestock Marketing here in the Ag Econ Department at UNL. Right now, here is their conversation recapping what was discussed during the webinar. And if you would like to view the full recording, it is available on our website at farm.unl.edu slash
1: Hello, this is uh, Dr. Ellie Dennis, Assistant Professor of Livestock Marketing and Risk Management at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm joined with uh, Nick Streff, Director of USDA NAS Northern Plains and the Regional Field Office in Lincoln. Thanks for joining us on the uh, podcast today, Nick.
2: All right. Thank you for having me.
1: So uh, recently, we both gave a webinar entitled Understanding uh, USDA NAS Cattle on Feed and Cattle Inventory Reports. Uh, Where you talked a little bit about both those reports and I uh, tagged on and talked about how we can visualize those reports that you guys provide for uh, to help producers make better informed decision making. Maybe talk a little bit uh, for those people who haven't uh, watched the full length, uh, a little bit about the history of NAS and and what NAS does and does not do.
2: Okay, so yeah, just to define NAS, we are the National Agricultural Statistics Service. We are one of the main data collection arms for the USDA. So our mission is to provide uh, data about the supply side of agriculture. So whether it's cattle inventory reports, grain reports, even some prices received by farmers and economic reports, our job is to collect that data from producers. The majority of our data is collected voluntarily. So um, we have to try and show producers the benefit of it. Another thing to note about NASA is we don't have any political appointees. So from top to bottom, we're all career federal service employees. So that way um, our priorities don't change with you know, the, a change in administration. And also to know um, when it comes to NASA, since we're a statistical agency, we have special laws that protect us on the confidentiality side of things. So any report that comes into us from a producer, we cannot share that with anyone else. And also um, we are exempt from Freedom of Information Act requests. So if someone files a FOIA request to get a look at our data, um, those laws protect us from that as well. So just to let the producers know that we go to great lengths to make sure that their information is protected and that we only publish it at the county, state, or U.S. level, so summed up to an aggregate total.
1: And you talked about two reports in particular. First, you went to detail about the cattle on feed report. Maybe talk a little bit about the highlights of uh, what the cattle on feed report does and what it doesn't do and about maybe the statistically uh, sampling method that, that USD and NAS takes to get a representative, both state and national level of cattle on feed.
2: Sure. So our cattle on feed program, it's a monthly program where we survey cattle on feed operations operations. But the one thing to note about the Catalan feed report is we're going to operations that have a thousand head or more capacity feedlot. So it doesn't mean they're feeding that many, but they have to have at least that capacity to be in the survey. So those are the ones we we go to every month. And when we go to these operations, we go to them in the top 16 states. And in those 16 states, we have 98% coverage of the inventory. So we don't have to go to every state, every operation, every time. We can go to the largest 16 states to get information on their cattle on feed inventory, to get information on how many animals they've placed in their feedlot in the last month, how many they've marketed, and then any disappearance. So any death loss or any movements back to pasture or to another feedlot. So when we're working through that, we do this every month. And then that data is published um, about the third or fourth Friday of every month. But also when we're looking into this, um, since we're going back to the same producers every month, we often have the same interviewer assigned to collect that data so we can develop a good relationship with them. And also, you know, most NAS data, it's from a sampled group of people, but with the Catalan Feed Inventory Survey, it's the census. So we go to everyone we know about to get this data. also to note, uh, some of the states do, we do publish more information. So we do publish, you know, total inventory for all 12 states. However, for the four largest states, we do publish more information about placement weight groups and some of those things. So it's a, it's an important survey that we look to uh, every month. And on the reliability side of things, um, there are very few revisions that happen to the Catalan Feed Report. Like less than a tenth of a percent is what the average Revision is, or the ninety percent confidence interval around that. So, for the most part, over the last twenty-four months, uh, eight, sorry, sixteen of those, we've had zero revision to the total inventory number. So, the data itself is quite reliable because we can true it up with the slaughter data after the fact to make sure we're in the right spot. So, an important report to show, you know, uh, how much beef was potentially coming to market.
1: Yeah, it's great that NAS provides this and goes to such great right lengths to both collect the data and then provide it free. It really helps people like myself and ag media and, and others uh, help producers make sense of the, the numbers that uh, that you provide. And I know that's uh, NASA's great links to, to provide the data, but provides leaves the interpretation and what that means to people like myself or, or other ag economists or ag media um, one of the things that we've done at the university of nebraska lincoln is uh to create an app uh and a web-based app that visualizes all the data that that you've been um been working to to publish and this provides uh information for the cattle on feed report by state and uh both historical spatial maps um, as well as some different calculations you can do from the raw data such as the number of cattle on feed over 90 days, number of cattle on feed over 120 days, and uh, different uh, different information to help producers make better better decisions. Uh, encourage producers who are interested in learning more about that app or just experiencing it, go to farm.unl.edu and looking under the livestock page for the uh, decision tools for the cattle on feed app. Nick, you also talked a little bit about uh, the cattle inventory report, which is the the twice annual report, one in January, one in July. Maybe talk a little bit about uh, what's uh, particular of import about the January report and maybe what are the differences between the January and uh, July report?
2: Yeah, so um, nas on the cattle inventory side of things, so including cattle on feed plus all the other components in the cattle world, uh, we survey that in January and July. So January is the, the bigger month. Um, so we survey all 50 states, and we're looking for the numbers on beef cattle, bulls, heifers, replacement animals, uh, even the dairy side of things. And we published that report at the end of January, and we publish those numbers for all 50 states. So um, the, surveys, the sample size for that is roughly 35,000 uh, that we're going to across the U.S. to make sure we can get a good representative sample. When we move to the July report, that's only a U.S. only report that we published, so only a U.S. inventory is coming out of that, so it's a much smaller sample size and we focus more on the larger operations for that report, but that also gives us a good indication of at the U.S. level, at least what the calf crop was in the previous six months um, to look forward to, so there are some differences there between the two reports, but those on the cattle inventory side of things, those are the two reports that NAS puts out to quantify the number of cattle in the United States.
1: And the Department of Agricultural Economics has also developed an app to visualize um, both historically and spatially uh, the cattle inventory report for the January cattle inventory report. Uh, We left the July report untouched um, for various reasons, but all of that can be found at farm.unl.edu looking under the livestock section for the decision tools. Nick, uh, as you look at, take a, large um, view from the Cattle Inventory Report and the Cattle on Feed Report. What do you think uh, are some of the major uh, benefits of these reports that NAS produces, um, and where do you see these reports moving forward?
2: Uh, on the benefits side of things, it's just providing unbiased equal access to information. We know there are plenty of, you know, services out there and plenty of companies who, you know, can do their own surveys, you can do kind of a subscription service to get this information, but we also know that not everybody, not every farmer ranch has the resources to look through that. Not every farmer ranch can, you know, take the time or, you know, spend the money to do that. So that's kind of where NAS comes into play where we collect this data, it's survey-based data, it's from the producers, it's not expert opinion. And we take this data and when we publish it, everybody has equal access to it at the same time. So when the cattle inventory report rolls off at 11 a.m. Central or whatever the time is or whatever it says on the calendar, everybody can go to the internet and get the data at the same time. So I think that's uh, one of the, the biggest things to note about NAS data that is available to all. And so many people use it for decision making, whether it's your local co-op or an egg business, you know, trying to figure out how many inputs they need to bring in or if it's someone looking to expand their business and they're looking at the county level cattle inventory numbers thinking, oh, if i start a business here, I could have potential access to this many cattle and that's where I could grow my business. So that NAS data is important, whether it's directly related to the farmer rancher or secondary to the businesses around it. So we do hope that producers continue to take the time to fill our reports out because they are needed. You know, The cattle report is a principal economic indicator for the USDA. So that means you know, it's, a, it's a required report that we put out in some form or fashion. And we just hope that producers take the time to uh, uh, do the reports and NAS will always continue to uh, look for ways to make the reports more efficient and easier for producers to fill out.
1: Thank you, Nick. Uh, questions always arise and maybe producers themselves have concerns, what's the best way that they can get those questions resolved about maybe this survey or or other surveys that they might have?
2: Yeah, so um, I'm always open to uh, talk to groups. So just a plug there, if uh, anybody ever needs some extra information, they can give me a call. My number is, let me get it here for you, um, is 402-470-8803. Or they can also go to the NAS website. Uh, click down to, you know, nas.usda.gov, go to the Nebraska homepage and hit contact us. And it's got my email right there for them. So they can send me questions, whether it's on cattle, crops, hogs, you name it. I am more than willing to uh, help producers, you know, take their questions. And those questions often provide some very good insight for NAS personnel on the flip side of how can we adjust this so this question doesn't come up again, or we overlook something. We test a lot of our surveys. We do cognitive testing. We do um, lots of different tests with folks and farmers to make sure that our questions are interpreted correctly. But, you know, any questions I can get to help someone understand, I'm more than willing to take.
1: Thank you, Nick. Uh, once again, you can contact Nick if you have questions regarding the, any of those reports. Uh, for questions about interpretation of those reports or potentially the historical interpretation, uh, producers are more than willing to contact me at numbers 402-472-2164 or you can go to farm.unl.edu um, under contributors and look for my name, uh, Ellie Dennis. Once again, we're uh, joined by Nick Streff, the director of USDA NASS Northern Plains Regional Field Office in Lincoln, Nebraska. Thanks for joining us today, Nick. Thank you.
0: This has been Nebraska Farmcast a production of the Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For decision-making tools, articles, podcasts, videos, and more, visit us online at farm.unl.edu.